Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Morgan Ray from Iron Heritage Strength and Fitness out of Bowling Green, Virginia. What's going on, Morgan? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. I'm doing well myself. Thank you for asking. And I'm excited to have you on, excited to hear you know, what you have going on with your facility. So I appreciate you giving some of your time today. Um, but cool. So let's not waste any time, you know, diving into the nitty gritty here. How did you get started? Um, what is it, you know, that made you want to own your own fitness facility? Yeah. So a little background on me. Um, I graduated with a degree in exercise science. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, uh, personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And uh, it was probably back I guess, end of 2020, um, I started really thinking about what I was going to do after I graduated school. And at the time I was doing mostly online training. Um, so I've been doing online training for going on three years now. Um, and I, I've always been somebody who kind of saw myself as owning my own business. Um, I've done, I've, I've dabbled in a couple of different things, uh, tried to start some apparel brands and done some freelance photography, all kind of all over the board, just trying yeah. to find what it was that I really wanted to do. And uh, as I neared graduation, um, my dad and I had always talked about opening a business together. And so I actually had some friends in the area who were kind of looking into starting a fitness facility. And then there was several new gyms in the area. And I kind of started thinking like, that actually could be a really cool thing to try out. So I, I kind of voiced my ideas uh, to my dad and to my fiance, and they were kind of like, that sounds like a great idea. And I was like, oh, really? Like, okay, so let's do this. Um, so then I started buying uh, machines, actually. I had some money put away, and it all kind of like became real when I purchased my first uh it was like a triceps machine or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, before before we had a location or anything, I started kind of acquiring machines off of uh, Facebook Marketplace. And it kind of all went from there. Um, we found a, a building in uh, downtown Bowling Green, which is a very small town, uh, kind of between uh, Richmond and Fredericksburg, if you have any idea where that is. Um, I know where Rich Richmond is, yes. Yeah. And funny enough uh there is only one other gym in the county we're in and it was a ymca um oh, wow. so the need for a gym here was massive so uh it was very well received and we've kind of just taken off and i've had so much fun doing it so awesome awesome now now i would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of iron heritage strength and fitness and the services that you guys offer yeah. Okay. Uh, so I would say primarily we're uh, an open gym. Um, the inspiration is from uh, bodybuilding. I'm actually a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, so we, we started there focusing on um, machines, free weights. You know, we've got squat racks, competition equipment for powerlifting. And then we also have a turf room for functional fitness, if you'd like to call it that, of uh, sled pushing, pulling, that kind of stuff. 
uh, studio room for yoga, that type of stuff. Uh, so we kind of want it to be an all around gym for everyone. We want mm -hmm. to welcome, uh, you know, seasoned athletes to first time gym goers. Um, something that we, we tell all of our members when they come in and sign up is that uh, we're here, myself and my fiance, we're pretty much the only two in there um, working most of the day. But if you need anything, come ask us. Like we try to give as much as we can uh, to help people get started. Um, and then we also offer personal training services for people who want to take it a step farther. Uh, so we do one-on-one -on -one training. I have a few people who do small groups. And then we also have some freelance trainers that come in every now and then that offer things like kickboxing. Uh, we're, we're working on getting a yoga instructor for our studio room and, and that kind of stuff. And cool. then uh, the overarching thing is we're 24 hour or so uh, come in any time of day and get your workout in. Awesome. Awesome. So you're offering a 24 seven um, all access gym. I'm assuming your members get a key fob, correct? Yes, they do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So that leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Uh, we're sitting around 240, 250 members. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So you're, so you're sitting at 240 members. Um, you acquired all those members within just a year. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But I do always like to ask here, is that a number that you want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? We, so it's funny when we, when we put the business plan together, um, we, like you're saying, we expected to be like maybe touching a hundred members by the end of our first 12 months. Uh, so we were absolutely blown away by uh, the amount of people we had coming in the door and the amount of uh, support from the community. Um, but we, we would like to continue to grow probably to around the 300 mark. Um, we're a rather small facility. And so far we haven't really had a issue with it being too overcrowded, yeah. but I think if we were much, had many, like much more than 300 people, we'd probably be pushing it a little bit. So I would say working towards that right now. Right, right. And, and what, what was your process or is your process for getting leads or getting, you know, new, new people who are interested in your gym? Um, do you do anything like any type of paid ads? Is it a lot of community outreach? Yeah, so we've done uh, a few like Facebook, Instagram ads initially okay. um, that got us started. Every now and then we'll do um, community events. We had an event recently that we called Friday Night Lifts, and it was just like a kind of like a party in the gym type of deal. And we had a local supplement brand uh, come in and do a demo table. So they were kind of pushing that out. And, you know, uh, we're in a small town, like I said, so most of it is word of mouth, um, but, you know, sharing on the town Facebook page, that kind of stuff, word kind of just gets around. So mostly, I would say was mostly word of mouth um, with a little bit of paid advertising as well. Cool, cool. And it's also, you know, shows the strength of word of mouth, right? And of offering a good product, because at the end of the day, you have to be providing value in order for word of mouth to actually work um, and have a good product. Um, but not only that, I mean, I guess the, the downside I would say of word of mouth is it's hard to make like a game plan for growth based off that, right? Because right. although, you know, you're able, let's say for the first of the year, you got 10 new members in, they all came word of mouth, heard from a friend. It's hard to look at February, March, and April and plan to say, 
that means we'll also get 10 new members in in those coming months um that's something where i just noticed how you know having a lead generation system or even you know running ads doing digital marketing it's been a game changer for for so many gym owners um right. when you did do paid ads did you run those yourself or did you hire like um like a team i don't know like a marketing team to do it for you yeah i i ran them myself um and admittedly mm -hmm. i am not an expert in that at all um, yeah but yeah that facebook business manager i mean could look yeah. like chinese when you first log in I, <laughs> and good for you too for i mean we talked about having to wear the hat, the hat different hats sometimes that you didn't sign up for right. um and that's one of those things marketing i i really doubt any gym owner you know got into gym ownership thinking they'd be a digital marketer um but no same here i mean uh 2016 is is when i first started running ads on, on facebook and instagram and i definitely that first year uh lost more money than i made trying to you know figure it out learning yeah. how to market learning how to create a front end offer that you know people want to click on um and so forth but cool so so were you able to track your results when you did do those facebook ads yourself like your cost per acquisition or you know the amount of leads you had coming in week to week from from the ads um not really that was okay. not something that i i actually looked into probably as much as i should have um but it's something that i definitely need to kind of learn more about because i think obviously going forward that's going to be very helpful to try to push towards that that 300 mark so yeah yeah no no definitely i mean um you know, it, it's turned into it. It's almost at, almost as simple as like clicking a button once you have a successful ad, right? You have a successful right. creative and offer, and you could run that ad for a year to two years just by turning it on and off. You come to a month where hey, it's looking a little slow. Um, let's get some more people in here. Just turn the ad back on. Um, no, but 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 definitely, I, I'm a big numbers person, but. But I, I always say that, you know, it's not a bad thing to, to track these numbers and like important metrics. Like it just tells you what you're doing good on. Right. Even right. keeping track of where your members are coming from. It, all it tells you is what to press harder on. Like if you see, oh, I'm getting a lot of members coming in from, uh, you know, advertising on Instagram, you know, let's press harder into Instagram um, and so forth. But but cool. So a question that I do like to ask here, just so I could get you know, uh, or at least look at your experience, your past year of experience as a gym owner here. Um, but what was something that was more difficult than you thought when it came to starting your facility? And what was something that was easier than you thought? Um, difficult. Uh, most of the process of like getting started for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. we, it, physically moving the machines in it was myself my fiance my dad and then like two friends um man, so we those are we rented, heavy yeah man we rented a box <laughs> truck we had these like little broken furniture dollies like it was oh some precarious stuff like i i still look around every day i'm in there i'm like how did we do this right um there's there's so many things that you never think of like oh i didn't know that a stall mat weighs a hundred pounds. So you got to put <laughs> rubber down there, you know, just like stuff like that was crazy. Um, and then on the business side of it, uh, I mean, I, I went to school for exercise science and I'm 24. So I really don't have a whole lot of experience in business and that kind of stuff. So learning all of the, the 
the things you have to go through, like, oh, you, you got to pay this fee for this. And this is how you acquire a business license. And all of these things has all been brand new to me. Mm -hmm. And it's been awesome because I think that you learn best when you're doing, um, right. but that was definitely like kind of like a slap in the face. Like, wow, there's a lot more to this than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. 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 I, I talked to so many gym owners and it's the same thing. Um, you know, a lot of them get started with like a passion of helping people of changing lives of, you know, wanting to have like a community or, um, you know, just helping people in general. And they forget that, there's this whole business side of things that you have right. to get at as well, where you have to, you know, learn to market. Um, you have to be tracking your numbers. Um, so, so sometimes you have to lift some heavy machinery and, and, and bring <laughs> it in. Um, but cool, cool. So what's, um, you know, your client journey, like your sales process for when you do get an interested lead, let's say, um, you know, uh, let's say it's word of mouth, a friend invites a friend over, they show up on their own. Um, what's their process for, for you guys to turn them into a paid member? Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I, and so, I mean, I think that a lot of people walk in the gym and they know they're going to sign up and, mm -hmm. and I can kind of tell if, if they've come in and they, a lot of people are like, Hey, do you want the tour this, that, or the other? It's like, no, just get me signed up. But when you have somebody that comes in and they're kind of looking around and stuff, something that I've found to be very helpful for turning them into a member is just being human and saying like, Hey, is, if the, is this your first time in the gym? Usually it is. Okay. Well, let me show you how things work around here. Let me show you, you know, like what this is for and like, know that I'm always here. If you need some help setting up a machine or something like that, knock mm -hmm. on the office door. I'm more than happy to help you. And I think that we've had so many people that were on the fence about coming in and joining the gym and kind of just making them feel like they're welcome there, making them less intimidated and making them feel like they're going to have like a friendly face to talk to when they come in. I think that right. has been huge, especially in a small town. We've got a lot of elderly clients coming in or just, you know, people that maybe have never been in a gym before and are kind of maybe coming in more so because, oh, there's a new local business opening. Maybe I should go check yeah. it out. They may not have ever gone into a gym otherwise. And I think having that kind of human aspect to it has been a huge game changer for, for getting more members. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a way to stand out to right compared. I mean, I guess you're in a smaller town, but so many other gyms, um, you know, they kind of de dehumanize like the gym you know and they just yes. push those memberships and, and try and get as many people in as you can Absolutely. Um, you know and it even shows with like the the workers that they have because every time you come in it's a new front desk worker the trainers yeah. are always cycling out so it's important to have that that humanizing aspect as well um do you do the selling currently yourself i know it's you and your husband that run the facility correct so are usually the yes. one who's who's making the sales mostly yes either okay. one of the two of us mm -hmm. is your plan or goals um at some point to you know hire staff and, and maybe like free up your time in that aspect or is you know making the sales something that you feel is important to you to to be a part of day to day you know that's that's interesting right now i think definitely for at least through the first year probably through our second it's probably going to remain just just me as the the sole employee um, but we, we did kind of already had some conversations about 
opening a second facility um, in within the county, just again, because there's only one gym here. Right. And I kind of thought thought through that and was like, I, I don't know that it would be the same vibe, the same atmosphere without me there. Because I know a lot of people come in and they're looking for Morgan, like small town, like, oh, so-and-so said, you run the gym. I want to come in and have a conversation with you. So I do think that 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 aspect of it is very important. And at least until we get up to a point where it's too much for me to handle all of it, I think that I would like to, to be the face that you see when people are walking in to sign up. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no I agree. And I, I see how that's important as well. Um, definitely, though, I mean, you know, it, get, it does get to a point where you know, because I know it's only your first year into this and a lot of gym owners, they get so caught up in that like day to day of running the facility. They get scared to push responsibilities onto other people, hire more of a team. Um, and then they end up getting stuck in the cycle of doing all the sales, doing all the training, plus running the facility. It turns to a point where their facilities almost or, you know, their business is almost more of a job than like a business that they right. run. Um, right. So, so no, I, I agree there, there is, it's, I mean, it's a skill within its own to like be able to look at all the responsibilities you have and focus on the things that really move the needle forward. Um, but then it's a skill on its own as well to be able to be like, Hey, like, let's get some people in here. I could, you know, hire a couple personal trainers. Um, but definitely cool. So, so if you could wave a magic wand here, essentially a magic business wand and, have your business be in the exact position that you want it. Um, what would that look like to you? Definitely a larger facility. Okay. Um, that's where we're already running out of space. And that's partly my bad because I have a machine buying problem for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think also we have like a limited amount of cardio and just being where we are, we're kind of, like I said, everybody's gym. It's not just a bodybuilding gym. So we've got, you know, moms coming in after work and like all this stuff and more cardio would be fantastic, I think. Uh, so being able to have a bigger facility with like a big row of treadmills, that kind of stuff, that would be awesome. Um, and then definitely a handful more uh, freelance personal trainers, I think would be fantastic as well. Definitely. What would you say is like the biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now from getting to that point of, you know, moving to a bigger facility, hiring more trainers? Um, what would you say is like the bottleneck that's preventing you from that? Um, I would say as far as the facility size, um, one of our, I would say our biggest selling points is that we're like on Main Street in downtown. Okay. So we're very, very visible. And we're within walking distance of not only most of our members, like residents, but we also are right across the street from um, some like extended stay suites. Okay. And we're near a large military base. So we have guys coming in for one to two months training all the time. And we get all of those people coming across. So you'll have, we'll have members coming in. Like I said, it might only be a month or two. But sometimes, some months, it'll be five, six, seven guys coming in. Um, and that's been really huge for us, too, because we can kind of count on that, that turnover every month. Um, and then as far as the personal training goes, um, I think 
that's a little bit on me trying to push that more and advertise that we are looking for people. And then also the need uh, within the facility, like how many people are reaching out looking for trainers seems to fluctuate quite a bit uh, month to month. So, have you ever, sorry, don't mean to cut you off. Have you ever did. asked, just asked your members like, hey, would you be interested in personal training? That is something that I, I'll, I'll mention it every now and then if yeah. they kind of start going that direction, mm-hmm. but probably something that I should do more and kind of try to push a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. you definitely don't want to be like salesy, right? Yeah. But, but at the yeah. end of the day, um, you know, if your goal is to change lives or even have a successful business, profitable business, it gets to a point where you have to learn some type of, you know, uh, not even sales, but have more having a, a system um, that's like kind of scalable, right? That you could, you know, hire and train people to. Um, right. And that includes like being able to send people from regular memberships to group training and private training, you know? Um, right. And a lot of gym owners just, they don't even, they kind of just don't ask. They assume like, uh, like there's not a market for personal training here. And they don't even, you know, ask if you just ask the question, like usually, you know, anywhere that at least 20 to 30% of your members at least have the money for higher levels of service and would be willing to pay for the higher levels of service, especially, you know, the older crowd that, that lives in the area that doesn't really go to the gym much. Um, you know, so if you're able to provide it, it just, makes you more valuable to your members, your members more right. valuable to you in the form of, you know, being able to make more money. Um, but cool, cool. How, so how long have you been trying to go into that personal training, group training space, um, adding those extra layers of service? We've, we've had that going pretty much since we started. And I will say something that we have, have done twice now and are starting, we're starting to pick up momentum on a little bit is running like two to three month long uh, programs. So we ran one around, yeah, we ran one around New Year's and we only had two people sign up for it. A little bit disappointing, Um, but this, we did a like a shred to summer uh, program and we had five people sign up for it. Um, And that's, that's, that was actually really cool because not only did we turn a few members into clients, but Mm -hmm. we also sent out emails to people who had subscribed to the website and we actually pulled in a few non-members in as members and clients so i think picking up on that type of thing um and trying to find out uh where the price point is for that was a little bit challenging i think we went too high on the first one and maybe a little too low on the second one just based on how much time i've had to put into it but kind of nailing that down i think could be really big for us no i that no and that's really really where you want to nail it down that's where um you know i I talk to you know big box facilities as well which is your structure is big box right you you push more um you know more the base level memberships uh and so forth and that's where really the money's at is um you know by creating that that group training personal training aspect doing the challenges as well sometimes that has a bad bad stigma as well but I know some big box facilities. How'd you market it? How'd you get people for your challenges? Uh, we we post on social media, and again, we kind of we didn't do any paid advertising, but we pushed okay. it out into the uh, like the town social pages and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, paid ads with 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 that kill kill it 
you know, like across the country, like running. Um, of course, the offer has to be right, like you said, tinkering with the numbers, tinkering with right. your wording, especially on digital, on like digital ads, like the wording matters, you know, that your copyright, the way you write things out. Um, but yeah, for, for big box facilities, I know some that that push those transformations like all the time. Like, and that's their whole their whole point, their point for getting people in, for getting new members. They have a new challenge every six weeks. They run multiple at the same time. They get members in who come in for that six week challenge, sign up for personal training, you know, and so forth. Um, but cool, cool. So we know what you want for your business now, right? Um, we know you have a passion for helping people and so forth. But what is it that you want from your business? What do you want it to give back to you? What's like that that big why for you? Honestly, it's it's given back so far. It's given back everything I could want out of it. Um, I mean, I, I still like can't believe that I get to go do that for a job every day. And like we're we're doing as of now, we're doing pretty good. And I like I never imagined that I would get to like live my passion every day basically yeah. so um my hope is just that it continues to grow and um we're able to stay here for a long time and keep getting bigger and better um so yeah awesome awesome and i think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on here morgan but before we do sign out of here please give a shout out to your website social media pages um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you in your gym. Yeah, of course. Um, so our website is uh, ironheritagegym.com and then on social, um, Iron Heritage Gym. Beautiful, beautiful. And we appreciate your time once again. Um, I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining us on this show is Mandy Miller from the Camp Transformation in Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome to the show, Mandy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. I'm super excited to have you here to learn more about your business, but I want to start out by thanking you, Mandy. It means a lot to me that you're able to take some time away from the busy, busy day-to-day gym owner life and give back to the industry a little bit, provide value to somebody who might be in your shoes out there. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Before we get started and kind of dive into the business side of things, I want you to tell us what it was that got you started in owning your own gym. Okay, so we started in California. My husband's retired military, but he was Navy at the time. And I was getting a little pudgy 
And so when I saw this come across the Camp Transformation Center on our Facebook, on Facebook, I just decided that uh, I'm going to go for it. I clicked the link. I got information. I went in, loved it. I loved the whole culture, the whole atmosphere, everything. Um, so I started off as a six-week challenger to lose 20 pounds. I went into a hard body challenge after that to lose 5% body fat. Um, and I always was hanging around the front desk, just wanting to help and learn and learn. And so my husband, he loved it as well. He learned, so he's got a full-time job in the Navy. He learned how to be a trainer, took all the courses and he worked there also as a trainer. So just one day, we just happened to look at each other and say, we can do this, let's, let's do this. So on that, we decided that wherever we were moving to next, we were going to open up a camp. And we didn't know how that was, we didn't know where we were going next. So that was a challenge. Um, at the time, it was a license, not a franchise. So we were able to just hand them a check and say, please don't cash it yet. And we don't know where we're going, but we want to be a part of this. That's how we ended up starting the camp here in Jacksonville. That's so special. So you really fell in love with the brand by seeing results. You know, you mm -hmm. saw results from the programs. You really liked the way that, you know, you felt when you were there. And that's what led to you owning your own franchise of the camp. So for our listeners who aren't really familiar with what the Camp Transformation Center is, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you guys offer at your facility. If we were interested in coming there, what could you offer us? Okay, so everything's group training for the most part, but what we do offer and what we are known for is home of the 20-pound weight loss challenge. So between most people come here because they want to lose weight, or they want to tone up, build muscle, strengthen, you know, there's the two avenues, the hard body for 5% body fat, the 20 pound challenge to lose weight. The thing that I really super love about the camp is that it is all inclusive. Like everybody's starting somewhere whether they haven't worked out since high school, which for me has been forever, or if you know, they're, they were an athlete and fell off. It's just a good, comfortable place for everybody to, to get their workouts in and be a community. So we do challenges. We do introductory offers of 21-day programs. We also do memberships. As members, they can also be eligible to go into elite programming. And what that is, is our trainers have some more specialized classes, small, smaller group specialized classes. Okay, sweet. So would you say kind of the bread and butter service is that group class? Yes, that is what we do is group fitness. Okay, awesome. So people join you most likely because they're interested in some kind of transformation, whether that be losing weight, gaining muscle or toning up and they fall into one of these group classes. How does the transformation process work? Are you providing them with other resources outside of kind of that, you know, group fitness class? Are you doing nutrition? Are you doing accountability? What does that piece look like? So yes, we're providing everything for them. They're coming in. We have the workouts that they're doing. So that's one step. The second step is we do have nutritional guides for them and we are weighing in weekly. We're basically, we're coaching them each and every day that we see them, 
but also each week as they're weighing in because that 20 pound challenge, it is a scale challenge. And uh, through the support and accountability, like they have access to us at any time, to me at any time, awesome. the trainers, uh, even the people we call ourselves, I said, AFF, Awesome Fit Family, they want to see everybody succeed as well. So it becomes like everybody's supporting everybody. It's not a race with one winner at the top. We're all reaching the top, getting our goals. Yeah. And helping each other get there. Yeah, that's a big piece of it. You know, that community support and everybody is there maybe for a different reason, but you're trying to achieve your goals together. So that that's awesome. How many members, you know, do you currently service? And what does that membership look like? Do you have just one membership that people purchase or are there different kind of levels that they can kind of decide on? So yes, memberships, we have tiers. We have based on length of commitments. We have a tier one, which is a minimum of a 12 month commitment. So that's at a lower price point. We have a tier two, which is a six month minimum commitment. And then we have a tier three, which is a month to month, just needing a 30 day cancellation notice. So we, that's the membership side of, mm -hmm. of what we do. And we have about 225 members at this time. And then our goal with our challengers is to give them such exceptional service to where they want to stay as a member. Okay, so out of the 225 members, just so I can understand better, are there people on top of that 225 that are doing challenges or is it is the are the challengers included in that that 225 number? So they're they're included in that number when I'm adding everything up and our challenge numbers, we keep it small. It's approximately 20 people right now because we want to be able to give exceptional service to them. And yeah, that's, that's our base. Okay. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I think it's a super cool model and definitely a way to get people hooked. Like, you know, when you think of these transformation challenges and people seeing results, if they see that they're able to reach results with you, you know, during a six week challenge or whatever it is, um, you know, they're going to want to stay, they're going to want to keep getting the results. So uh -huh. that's, that's awesome. What are you guys actively doing to find new members? Um, you know, we love in this industry, we love to say we get our clients through word of mouth, you know, that's, it's the most effective way to bring in new clients. Cause at the end of the day, your clients trust you, they go out in the community, they talk about you and you're bringing in new clientele. But while we love word of mouth, it's not necessarily something that you or I can control. We can't control how quick we're bringing in new faces through word of mouth. We also can't slow it down. So we might have a month where we get like 20 new faces solely from word of mouth and friends of friends that go to the gym. And then we might have a month where we get, you know, two new clients through word of mouth. So outside of word of mouth, what do you guys actively do at the Camp Transformation Center up in Jacksonville to kind of bring in new faces? So we have a system with Facebook where people, it's a click and they give us their information and we follow up with them. So over the five years, like we've got a database of over 12,000 people. 
over 12,000 people at this point. So what we're doing is we're keeping in good contact with the people as they first inquire with us. So we're getting on the phone, we're talking about our services, we're bringing them in to try free class. And that's what we mostly want to do is have people come in, experience what we do here, get to meet us, and then they'll love the atmosphere, they'll love the music, the vibe, the just everything. And it's a lot better than over the phone, but building a connection over the phone first, and that's simply by asking people questions about themselves. Like, why did you click on that? What are you wanting to accomplish? How much weight are you looking at losing? Do you have a reason why you want to lose this weight? Is there like an event coming up or whatnot? What have you done in the past? Um, what have they found successful? Have they tried any diets in the past? What was their hurdles? So we're getting a lot of information about them. So when we see them in person, we already know that. So we already know that we can help them through our workouts, our meal guidance, and just our community. And we can explain how we can help them. Absolutely. So do you guys see, do you feel like you're pretty successful, like getting in contact with the leads that are being pulled through that database um, from your Facebook or is it kind of hit or miss? It's sort of hit or miss because, you know, not everybody answers the phone. So we're leaving voicemail messages. And then we have a system set up where we call them every so, so many days. And sometimes that gets a little overwhelming as new leads are coming in because you have a one, three, five, seven, 14 day call cadence because, you know, it's fresh in their minds. They just clicked on us. So we want to reach out to them as often as possible while it's fresh. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, they say, I think within the industry, if you call within four minutes of them coming in, that's what you have for a time frame where it's still fresh on their head. If yeah. you call any later than, you know, every minute later than four minutes that you call, the percentage of them answering and coming in, it goes down. Um, and that's hard when you're a business owner, you're working in the business, you're working on the business. You cannot call every lead that comes in with four, within four minutes. It's just not possible. Um, so, you know, so somebody has a conversation with you over the phone, you ask them all of the questions, how successful are you to get them into the gym to come try a class or to come meet with you in person and, and you know, like sign up? I would say it's it's half and half because once you're building that connection with them over the phone and they're getting to know you more as a person, they're more up to, okay, I'm going to come in. Um, but Facebook is, it's putting out a big net, right? You're putting out, casting a huge net and out of that cast, there's only going to be really a few people that are seriously interested. Right. out of that because people click on everything out there so the thing of it is is we keep them in our system and we keep reaching out and we keep we'll set up texts and everything for them we've had people come back come into us from three or four years ago saying you've kept in contact with me and i'm i'm ready now awesome so, that's that's a good thing yeah you guys are you know you're staying in their ear and that's what you want to do, you know, with these leads, because sometimes somebody might be a little intimidated, like they might be yes. intimidated to come in. So just that constant reminder, 
you know, when they're ready, they're going to give you a phone call to kind of come in. How, you know, how many leads are you bringing in per month? Is that something that you guys are tracking right now? And are you seeing consistency in that month to month or is it kind of changing? It has changed tremendously, um, but we are getting a good 300 plus leads generally per month. Um, we were getting four and 500 in the past. It was, so it's a lot of leads that we're keeping up with and people we're, we're keeping up with. And yeah, it could get challenging. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, Mandy, are you, you know, teaching classes at the gym too? Or are you mostly just doing the business side of things? Like what is your role? You know, a lot of business owners in the fitness world, they're doing both. They're wearing a million hats. So right now, what are you doing? So for me, I'm more on the admin side. I do have great trainers that take care of all of all of those classes. So I'm doing what I excel at, which is this part of the business, and then letting my trainers do what they excel at, which is the training. But it's all teamwork because they can't do it without us and we can't do it without them. And it's all of us in it together. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So it's just kind of, you know, it is teamwork. That's a big, you know, piece of this, but what's your goal for yourself? Like, where do you want to be? What, what do you want your role to be for this business? Well, my ultimate goal is to (laughs) work like on the business versus in the business. Um, And part of that is learning how to let go, Mm -hmm. which I find hard. Because I get really close with all the people. So, if, you know, letting go means you're stepping away a bit from everybody. But that I think I need to do and then just have more staff taking care of the in the business part, especially admin. Yeah, absolutely. Like finding the right people that can do kind of what you've done um, and kind of and that off, hand off the baton to somebody else so that you're able to work more on the business rather than in it. That's like, you know, a goal for a lot of business owners. <laughs> I yeah. think everybody wants to get to that point, you know, one, one way or another. So I think my favorite part about the podcast is when we can kind of talk about challenges within the business what would you say is kind of your biggest challenge right now? And what are you doing to kind of overcome that? So one of our big challenges was coming out of COVID with, you know, people just hesitant to come back to the gym. So that was slow. That was slow. Um, Fortunately, you know, Florida is a pretty good state. We opened up um, compared to some other states. But that, that was a challenge. And then people gaining trust, again, to leave the house, to go into a gym. You know, gyms, we sweat. So it was very, I don't know, intimidating for a lot of people or scary for them to come back. So that was a challenge too, but we kept everything very safe, clean and protocols and people just learned to, to trust us in that that we're taking good care of them. Um, Challenges would be basically with the leads and um, just having, talking to people and bringing them in and then recognizing the value of what we do. Because not everybody's ready. A lot of people will 
will inquire about it, but not everybody's ready. So that's a challenge of keeping on top of, of every lead so we can hit them when they're ready. Um, uh, definitely. We call that, that piece kind of your like lead nurture piece. Like yeah. what are you doing to nurture your leads so that like when they're ready to come in, like that they're ready to roll in your doors, arms wide open, ready to sign up for a membership and be one of your most dedicated members. Um, and you know, what in that realm, what works for you here might not work for another facility, even another camp. Um, it's just kind of all up to what, you know, your area is like, what your staff is like, and, you know, figuring out like a lead nurture system for you. Um, okay. So other than, you know, the, that piece, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on that somebody else might out there might, you know, be able to pull value on? Oh boy. Just getting the staff, like, because I feel like we do so much, right. But I think also for me, it's, um, I would think networking more outside of my immediate gym community and learning from other business owners, kind of like what these podcasts are about, but also in the community and getting us more known out there. Uh, that's, that hasn't been my stronger point. So things like that, that's been a challenge of, of getting that going. Um, just, just growing and knowing how to, how to grow. Cause like, I think I heard some other people saying like, I've never, I've never owned a gym before. I never owned a business before. Right. So this is right. all so new. And it's like, things that come natural to me is like with the people part, but learning more outside of the people part business-wise. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in the people-pleasing business. And if you're good at that, then you have a good percentage of your business figured out. But fine-tuning the processes and making uh -huh. sure that you have like little systems in place for every situation so that you can grow this business is definitely, you know, a learning curve for all of us. And like I told you before, uh, before I got started here, I knew nothing about fitness business. Went to school for hospitality, could tell you how to run an awesome hotel, but couldn't <laughs> tell you how to run a business. So, um, you know, it's just a learning curve like anything. So Mandy, where do you want to see this business go? You know, what are your goals for the Camp Transformation Center? Like where you know, maybe six months down the road and then three years down the road, where would you like to see this thing go? Well, one of my initial goals was, so Jacksonville is a big city. You pretty much have north, south, east, west. It's huge. And we're in the south side. And I wanted to have a camp in each section of the city. The north, northeast, just everywhere. That was one of my immediate goals. And it, it kind of took a derail when we you know, with the Orlando camp, right? <laughs> but that is still one of my goals at, at this time for in the future. Um, immediate goals is to continue to work on processes, procedures, help wise, having, um, you know, more staff that's super passionate about the camp that can duplicate what I'm doing. And I do, I do have some people. I just want, I 
want more. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. That, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a really big deal. And, you know, finding the right people that are able to, you know, fulfill that idea that you have for this business, you know, moving forward. Um, definitely, definitely a big goal. You know, are you satisfied with your current membership based at your location or are you looking to grow? Hypothetically, how big could you grow in that realm of things? So we can grow in this location. We have a fairly big location and with it being group fitness, like we have 5,700 square feet. It's not a gym that's based on like with all the equipment in there. Like it's, mm -hmm. we have two treadmills, two rowers, two bikes and a Stairmaster because that is not what we're focused on. So right. we have the whole floor for everything else. Um, now I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> there's, room. there's room to grow. I there's mean, room. Not, there's room to like grow. 250 members right now, and you have 5,700 square feet. You definitely can grow. How many classes do you guys have a day? So we have uh, seven classes a day, 30, well, 38 classes a week, because weekends we have mornings. Um, we start as early as 5 a.m. So we have five, six, eight, and nine in the morning. And again, five, six, and seven in the evening, weekends, it's morning, seven and eight. So we cater to, you know, most people, they need to hit, hit us up before work or after work. That's the, the biggest time. And then weekends, we found most people want to just get their workouts in and, you know, go on with their day, enjoy the rest of their day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So awesome. Um, I love, I love to hear, you know, you have a lot of options going for, for your members. You have big goals for the future. I would love for you to share a word of advice that somebody's given you, Mandy, along the way that's resonated with you as a business owner. Oh man. That's tough because I did get a whole lot of advice, um, but being out here on our own in Jacksonville, um, at the time, almost six years ago, we didn't have the franchise processes and procedures. So a lot of what we did, we were figuring, figuring out on our own. Um, so just contacting other gym owners within the camp, but I like, the biggest advice is I just learn the processes so that way you can con concentrate on the people. Um, it's always, you know, there's always room to learn and there's always yeah. room to grow in that realm of things. And I think it's important as a business owner to always be open for any sort of learning resource or any sort of help that's yes. going to advance you and make you more knowledgeable, you know, for the future. So I appreciate you kind of sharing that with us. That's, that's so important. Where can we find you guys on social media so we can check out your facility? All right. So we have the Camp Transformation Center Jacksonville Facebook page. Okay. The Camp Jacksonville on um, Instagram. We have our website www.thecamptc.com and you can go into locations but there's a lot of good information about what we do on the website as well and yeah awesome well thank you so much Mandy for being here today once again I had a lot of fun 
Um, for our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for a future episode of the show to give us your take on the fitness industry, go ahead and click the link in the description, fill it out, and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today are two special guests, the duo, Seamus and Holly with Ascend Fitness. What's going on, folks? How are you doing today? We're good. Very well, Glad to be here. Yeah. Happy Monday. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, and uh, we're excited to have both of you on. But before we dive in uh, to the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at, at uh, Ascend Fitness, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little about how you describe your business to people and what made you guys get started in the first place? I've been a group fitness uh, gym owner for about six years now. Um, before that, I uh, was a personal trainer. I did in-home training. I'd drive to people's houses and, and uh, just back up to their garages and train them out of my trunk, which was actually quite lucrative. Um, but uh, an opportunity came up in 2015 or 16 to open a gym with uh, a family member. And it was going well at first. Then there were some issues with, you know, work either being done or not being done. And I ended up owning the gym, let's just say, after some legal issues and this and that. And it's a great experience other than, you know, the, the inevitable, you know, drama that comes along with owning a business with family members. Um, learned a lot about you know how things need to be on point with regard to the finances and and tracking everything and making sure everything is organized um and that gym that i owned um ultimately we just kind of sublimated that and moved into this new space and um since last August, right? Yeah. Holly. He didn't own that gym with me, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Holly, Holly is the reason Ascend Fitness exists. Um, I was going to go back to doing personal training um, and nutrition coaching, just individuals. And uh, this, this opportunity to take over this gym kind of just popped up. And if she hadn't been willing to do this with me, I would not have done it at all. I would have just been out wow. 
completely. Giving me a lot of credit. But uh, but the the organization <laughs> skills and just keeping track of the finances and the bank account and payments and so on and so forth is all her. All and the, that's all the fun nerdy all stuff. All the fun, all the fun stuff. <laughs> The major fun I, take, stuff. I take care of uh, the programming mostly and running mm-hmm. most of the classes, which I'm totally okay with. I like moving around all day. Um, so yeah. together, everything's working great. She's doing what she's good at. I'm doing what I'm good at. And the yep. business is thriving for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I was a personal trainer as well. And I actually um, used his old gym to train my clients. But I also went to homes, which worked really well in 2020 you know, when everything was shut down and um, we were both looking for a space to, to train our clients and this one worked out. So, yeah, no, that's well, first let me just say this. I, I do appreciate the honesty and transparency between the both of you guys. I mean, that, that's awesome. That you guys can say that, but uh, I can see definitely like how just from what you said, you started at with uh, Seamus to where it is now. I mean, the, the, the total through like 180, not 360, but to just be in, in such a better place with, with a better partner. Uh, right. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and so um, to take a deeper dive into the gym here, um, how many members are you guys at currently? We're around a hundred right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, uh, we actually expect, I expect to grow. <laughs> pretty soon here but um we have a few things in place but yeah right now we're around a hundred yeah yeah when we first came when we first came to the location you said a hundred came from the shop it was more like 60 so so um we went from 60 and we went up to about 113 we're about Mm -hmm. 100 right now so we're we're growing on average right and the the memberships are always going to fluctuate um uh, we're probably going to get a good five or six new members here in, in the next uh, week because we're just ending a, a sort of promotional program. And nice. we've, got, we've got people ready to sign up. So that's that's going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, um, the membership being decent enough as far as, uh, you know, the amount of money we're getting to pay our rent and and uh, cover everything everything's great right now so yeah fantastic 100 percent, yeah right. and, and 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 to dive deeper into the uh the actual members here so um i'll use myself as an avatar actually how about this um so if i if i came in and i came in at Sun fitness and i see the both of you guys i'm like hey holly shames i'm ready to rock let's go get me in but what would i have to pay to get started and become a member um, so we have a couple different membership options. One of the things that I do love about our gym is the transparency with our prices. We don't hide anything from people. There awesome. is no startup fee. We offer a one week trial, no matter what, because, um, I don't think that a one-time class is enough to know if you are a fit for our, our gym family. We want you to come in there. We don't want you to feel like you got hooked in and that you, got hooked into staying. We want you to come in there and know that this is the place for you. So we give people a week. So it would be Monday to Monday or, you know, whatever day they come into the seven days later. Um, and then after that, the memberships range from 110 to $90 based on the contract that they choose. And that's it. Pretty straightforward. Is that a what year, you were asking? A year contract paid in full goes down to 80 
eighty dollars so, a month comes yeah. down to eighty. So if they month, if yeah. they pay us in full for a full year, it goes down to eighty dollars a month. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, mm -hmm. and which makes sense. And I think. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm sorry, Holly. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Oh no, you're uh, fine. I just wanted to make sure I answered the question. How you? Yeah. Would, no. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think uh, one thing to really touch on of what you guys mentioned is. is you know, I think, well, which one of them, I want a little bit of clarity here too. So, so when you say, um, regardless, like you're gonna give everybody that one free week. So if I was ready, you'd still give me that one free week and then I can make a decision after, or can I sign up and then still get like, <laughs> you, could, you could sign up, um, you know, sometimes people are like, I'm ready to sign up right now. And I would say, okay, well, let's go ahead and let's get your information in. And, you know, I won't start charging you until. Gotcha. Until that one week. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I just want to hear the verbiage, but, um, I think one thing, uh, to really piggyback on what you mentioned is you guys are so focused on longevity, right? You're building a community. And also the, the main thing that I loved was you mentioned if they're a good fit for the gym, right? That's the big thing, right? It's, it's not even that, if, oh, does this work well for you? But like, do you fit our community and our culture? Because at the end of the day, it has that sense of exclusivity for lack of a better term there. But I think that's awesome because I mean, you're, you guys are so focused on building a culture and a community that you guys can appreciate and that your members would appreciate. And you can't just have, anyone come in it's essentially a yeah. it's a two-way street they have to be they have to feel like they fit in and the same thing with the people who are already there and yeah. they're yeah we have a nice a nice community nobody's gonna yeah. we're yeah, we're, real, yeah. uh, <laughs> we're realistic about our ability to please people we can't make everyone happy right and if you're not someone who's going to enjoy the system that we have and the and the vibe we bring then then we don't want you to waste your time with us. Of course. We want mm -hmm. you to enjoy it. Yeah. So. I don't have time to bend over backwards for every single person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I understand completely. And which makes sense, right? It's not like you guys are trying to, to just get anyone and everyone. And I'm right. sure you could train anyone and everyone, but there's a specific demographic. Think, specific we would love that, but yeah. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. Of course. And, and so let's have a little bit of deeper here, right? So I'm talking clients. Um, for you guys, what has been the best method to, to finding new clients? Hmm. Internet. Yeah, social media. Social 100%. Media, yeah. Social media, um, taking time to just post, post, post on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, boost posts. Yeah, yep, running ads. Um, right. And um, running those ads, making sure those ads get to our local community pages. Like we have, um, we're in Lodi. California. And so we have like our little Lodi town group, you know, and so I'll post, yes. post our, mm -hmm. our pay, our, whatever our post was, I'll do mm -hmm. that in our little, our little town group too, and make sure people see it, you know, and every once in a while I'll go comment on it so that it gets bumped back up to the top of the feed and things like that. So right. people who are interested in group fitness um, will see our posts, people that click on things similar to, you know, what our, what our business model is, mm -hmm. are going to see the posts that we boost, you know, as opposed to us going out in the community, which is also a great thing, but yeah. going out into the community, handing out coupons, handing out this or that, and just going out with our gear on and talking to people. Yeah. That's great. But Honestly, in the past seven or so years, nothing comes from it. <laughs> maybe you'll get one or two people and you'll put in six or eight hours of work. Um, we can get 20 people from the internet, yep. you know, with a $200 boost. Yeah. So, you know, totally. it's worth it. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. I love the open-mindedness and just the versatility there, too. I think that's awesome. Because, I mean, obviously, you're not just using one avenue of, of, of the internet. I think you're using plenty of others, but also have an open mind. Right. Like, hey, like, you can do this, but this is right. what works well. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It says a lot about you guys as as, as, as business owners. Um, and, and so now, um, this is just hypothetically speaking, right? But so let's say traffic was never a concern. Leads were unlimited. But um, hypothetically speaking here, again, what would be that maximum capacity of total clients that you guys could probably handle in your facility? If you guys are at like 100 now, how much higher could you guys get? If we, if we had attendance of all, all members, you know, sure. on a daily basis, which isn't going to happen. That's just not the of way course. it works. Yeah. Uh, I think 200 possibly yeah. we're at 30 we're at 3100 square feet ish and most of that okay. is, most of it's just floor space that we can do anything with um so the way i run the classes i can organize them to fit probably i could probably fit 50 people in a class if i wanted to but wow. it wouldn't, it wouldn't run tight. it wouldn't run <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay <laughs> um but impressive regardless optimally optimally the gym would would That's function around is. 25 yeah. people per class uh, if we're running six classes a day you know that's that's just uh 100 150 people you know but again if i take it up to 35 people per class that's that's doable and it'll still run fairly smoothly um you know it's it's kind of hard to say exactly um where we'd max out but uh around 200 probably probably around and at that point right, people yeah. would have to we would have to enforce using the check-in app and things like yeah, that right now we check don't in for specific right now times. we're kind of we keep it kind of old school yeah we'll have classes of four people and we'll have another class of 20 people right and yeah. and that's so and that's okay i don't people make tend people to, check in ahead right. of time at this point <laughs> if we if we get another 50 or so members we're gonna have to have people start signing up for class time yeah yeah right that's obviously. awesome which is such a great thing here, here, Seamus, because I'm glad you know that. The fact that, like, you know what that number would take to then take the next step of initiative before a headache even happens. And we have yeah. the software in place to do it as well. Right. It's it's all oh, set really? up and ready to right. go. When it becomes necessary, when it becomes necessary to make it an in, like, it's an inconvenience on our on our customers, really, we, for them to have to do it. The culture so, of our town is right. is very small town. They don't right. want gotcha. to check in for things. They give me a bad time about it. Right. In jest, it's. I mean, they're yeah. they're funny about it. I don't right. mind, but we have some real old school people, right. and they, <laughs> they don't want to get when on their phones. To, they don't want to download happen, a new app. Happen, right. Yeah. So. Right. So we'll we'll wait until yeah, we we're have in, to. We're in the Central Valley of California, and this is like we're between Sacramento and San Francisco. We've got uh, all like all kinds of people intermixing. The demographics are all over the place. Yeah, and um, a lot of agriculture. Right, right, right. A lot yeah. of people that, that have um, you know been in the same town for years and years and years, and we have people that have come in from the Bay Area too. So we've wow. got of all kinds of you know backgrounds and political beliefs and all that kind of stuff coming together awesome. in one coming together in one place and uh and watching people interact smoothly and and everything go well is is fantastic um but like she said when it comes to when it comes to conveniencing ourselves by organizing things more 
sometimes that's an inconvenience to them and it makes things a little yeah. scary on yeah. an interpersonal scale. Right. Of course. We're just and, trying to keep things as informal on that end as possible as long as we can. And yeah. uh, before we, you know, make some ripples in that dimension of things, right? But, yeah. Yeah, which I think is necessary. I, mean, I, I genuinely don't think it's much of a burden as much as they, because I love simplicity. I think everybody loves simplicity, right? I think that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. no matter who you are. Um, but understandably so, I think it's they're so used to being in a certain way. And then once it has to make that change for an obligation, I think they understand like, hey, it's going to help us and be more efficient for everybody. Like, okay, cool. Like you're, you're making a little bit one extra step here, but to make a resolution here, I think that's totally fine. It's not wrong in any end, by any means. So I see exactly what you mean there, Seamus. Um, and so, uh, you know, you guys basically answered one question that I was going to ask, which was about the software. So you guys take the words out of my mouth in the next one. But um, let's talk about this here. I, I think this is always super, which I know you guys touched on a little bit, but a little more in detail, if you could. Uh, can you guys walk me through like the the client journey? I think it's always a good question to see because, so I know you mentioned if I came in and I want to join, I'd do the one week pass or the one week class and, and the prices are all straightforward. But talking about the client journey to then being onboarded after that, is there a specific process? Am I supposed to go through an introductory class? What does it look for you guys? No. Um, you know, and I've looked into different systems like that and onboarding and and even different sales systems and things, but it just doesn't work for the culture of our gym. So when you would sign up for, for our gym and you would start we would just look at your fitness level based on, you know, during the classes, we'd help you out a little extra during those first few classes based on if you were a complete newbie or not. And we would modify things for you, hang out. I would probably go over and hang out with you a bit if you completely didn't know what you were doing. And um, yeah, just. Right. So we have a lot of people who have different goals in mind. You know, if, if you, if you want to lose body fat, then we make sure we, we track, you know, your, your body fat. We do the calipers, yes. we do the biometric scale. I guess that we would do, be part we of do onboarding measuring tape and all that. And some people mm-hmm. need that to, to feel like they're doing something that's ultimately going to benefit them. They, yeah. they need that process. They need everything to be organized. They need to be told what's going to happen today yeah. and what the expectations are for the next few months. So yes, when people come in, we do weigh and measure, we, you know, find out what their body fat is and we keep track of all of that. We have everybody. But we don't do that if somebody really, really doesn't want it. (laughs) If it has nothing to do with what their long-term and or short-term goals are, then we leave it out, right? So we just, we do what's necessary per client. Because it's good for people to see. Right you know, they might be stepping on the scale all the time at home and it's saying the same thing, but we can say, oh my gosh, you've lost, right. you know, an inch around your waist and your body fat's gone down 2%. Screw the scale. Right. And so we try to keep track for that reason. And then we also help people with nutrition. Um, and we just do that. We don't charge any extra for it. We give them um, macros and we help them learn how to track. And every once in a while, we'll offer like a macro tracking. What do we call it? Macro workshop. workshop. Yeah. Um, Because the more successful they are, the more successful we are. So we love those before and after photos. If they're not not eating, you know, 80% correctly, at least they're not going to get any aesthetic results 
They're not going to lose body fat. They're just going to, you know, bash their head against the wall forever and nothing's going to happen. So if we, if we don't help them with, with diet, I mean, it's, I just feel like most of them are just wasting their time. Yeah. So we just got to yeah. make that part of it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I think the fact that you guys understand that there's not a cookie cutter process for everybody, which is so major. It just shows in the value that you guys provide. That's awesome. And so this question here, it's a little bit deeper, a little bit longer. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, let me know. Um, but uh, in business, especially the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business that we use pretty typically. And that's going to be uh, number one, which is your lead gen, right? Your marketing. Uh, number two, which is your client acquisition, which is your sales. And then number three, which is your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in the process. Um, of those three pillars, where do you guys feel like you could improve the most? Can improve the most? Is that what you said? Or yeah, yeah. Improve. Marketing, sales, or retention? We have excellent retention. Retention is good. Yeah. Lead generation. Um, getting, getting people to bring in their friends and just more word of mouth, you know, getting people to post online, getting people to check in on Facebook and Instagram more often, um, that, that could definitely. Yeah. So would that be marketing? Well, I, I guess so. What do you think? What was the second one you said? That was the second one was sales. (laughs) Yeah. Like client acquisition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say, I think probably client acquisition yeah putting yeah. more putting more energy into that is, yeah. is definitely necessary that needs some improvement so yeah i mean we she's got uh three kids you know and we we both have um limited time and we we do have time and and we should be doing more of that but you know it's something yeah. that you've just reminded us you know get off your asses do it so here we go. <laughs> we're gonna do it <laughs> no, no, and I appreciate the honesty there too. I think oftentimes um, people don't really take time to be honest with themselves on this question. And I think that's honest, which is totally okay. I mean, we're not here to, to have anybody right. open up too hard, but um, the fact that you can be that transparent, that honest with with being a su- successful gym in the process, but still mentioning it, I think the viewers genuinely appreciate. Yeah, well, right. there's always more to learn. I mean, there's books to read and um, right. yeah, it's just... I just think it's a learning process. We kind of learn as we go, right? You know, the marketing thing. We for us, it just it seems like we've seen social media be right. the most successful thing. Um, once people come in and try the gym, we don't lose too many people once they come and they in and try. Around, yeah. Most of them stick around, and then they stick around for a good long time unless something comes up and you know um, they can't pay for a membership yeah. anymore we've or got something our, like that. The average age of our members is probably mid forties. Yeah. Right, we've got people, we've got people in their sixties, a lot of fifties and sixties. Uh, my aunt comes in, she's in mid seventies. We have 20 uh, year olds as well. So. We have young yeah. people as well, but I think the fact that we do have so many uh, kind of older folks is, is part of that retention. They, they get used to something. They yeah. like it. It's, it's good for them routine and mm-hmm. they show up regularly and, and they're not going anywhere. So that I think is, is huge. That's one of the reasons I really adamant about um, programming in a way that doesn't alienate that demographic, which is gotcha. back, back to why we don't 
put an emphasis on offering uh, CrossFit or any any kind of high high risk um, activities. We want, yeah. we want to cater to to the the wider demographic of people that are going to have more staying power and the younger folks tend to do want to do those higher risk things and and but again i think we would just have lower retention if we catered to them 100 100 the fact that you know that again is, is major because not everybody even gets that close to understanding what their demographic is or who to cater right. to they want to serve what they think is correct not who's actually walking through the door and right. who's sticking so that's awesome and so last two questions for you folks mm-hmm. um you know what's the uh for the future the bigger picture the overarching goal whatever you want to say what do you guys want to accomplish with the send fitness um can we answer that one sure um a stable a stable business i'd honestly like to to find um a younger guy i'm i'm just about 40 and i've been he's doing fine yeah i'm, I'm great this is i'm having fun you know, it's, it's a good time, but I've been, I've been running six, you know, group fitness classes per day and training one to three clients per day, uh, spending at least 10 hours in a gym per day for the past like seven years. I've been a, I've been a, um, certified trainer for almost 20 years. Wow. I've been doing this for I a long time. I guess what we're saying is it'd be nice to find It'd a, be nice to find a, a really good, or a couple of you know, uh, yeah. charismatic young trainer or a couple of them yeah. to, to come in and, and bring some new energy to things. And, yeah. and uh, it's, it's not uh, as easy as, as yeah. uh, it sounds right. Finding uh, good, smart people that are, that have staying power. And that with, with that energy, around, with that energy, to be willing we to pay could them. get, we could get <laughs> well, some, um, I think it would help to get our membership up. And that's sure. something I would like to see is, yeah. Um, our membership get up and um, and just uh, keep that excitement going. You sure. know, keep yeah. people checking in and you know. And honest, about us honestly, and- uh, I I don't really think in terms of expanding uh, to another location. I I like that we are one location. We are a small town gym. That's what we're gonna be. Um, I I don't want to turn into some sort of franchise you know metropolitan you know thing where you know we're yeah. trying to cater to the masses you know at large the I, gym is i is actually great. think we have an amazing system i think and so too. i would love i think i think it would do well if it was some type of franchise because it does work but so we well are in california and franchising yeah. in california is insane yeah. <laughs> yeah. the uh the the just the coding to open a gym um is is off the charts like there are so many things you got to do um and i'm not complaining about it it is what it is you know but we've got a great location right now it's it's a it's a really great deal i think um with with the economy the way it is and and the fact we are in california um, and things not getting any cheaper. I think keeping our gym because it is it is successful and it's going to be more successful. Keeping it is fantastic, but I think if we get our gym to two hundred plus members or so, keeping it there as, as as long as we can and just maintaining that would be lucrative for us, and possibly diversifying, moving uh, moving into something outside of 
of fitness or using our uh, resources to uh, do something else, something online. Possibly yeah. Yeah, we've, well. we've thought about the online, right. jumping into the online world quite a bit. Right. But um, yeah. yeah, so to answer your question, um, get some new trainers in there because new blood is always good, right? New energy and uh, growing our membership. And that's, that's a goal definitely. Mm -hmm. And then once we max out, um, I mean, if there was a really high demand for our gym and our system and somebody wanted to open another location, you know, one of our trainers, I'm, I would cross that bridge when we came to it. Some, the the idea of that actually kind of excites me, but we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Who Who knows? knows? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Great answers. And, and, And so last question here. And, and this one's always one of my favorites because we had a last month, we had this one guy. Uh, when I asked him, he literally paused and he's, I'm going to step outside. And he took like, 10 minutes, kid, like, 10 minutes, came back. <laughs> the last 10 minutes, I was <laughs> like, like, all right, we man. We can let's... do that if we need and, to. It's a good question. I like it. So I'm kind of curious to see both your answers. Um, but, uh, you know, so if you, if you folks could go back in time to when you guys started last August, right? Um, and, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you feel like you needed to hear back then. Um, what would that advice be for you? <laughs> that is, that is a biggie. And that's a hard question, right? Um, Cause it's still, I mean, that's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I guess I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I honestly, I, I, I'm kind of just. You're a robot. You just go in and do what you need to do every stay, single day. Stay and chill. You, and you do that. You know, do what yeah. you say you're going to do. Have integrity. Um, be honest with everybody all the time about everything. That's what trainers are supposed to do. That's yeah. how we have to roll. I think. And and uh, just put one foot in front of the other. Don't Don't stop. You know, that's kind of just the way it works. I think I would tell myself right. and. I don't even, I mean, I'm not sure if this is business, it's business advice Um, that you, I mean, and this is a no brainer and it's a no duh. And I thought I knew it at the time, but in retrospect, I I wasn't applying it is you can't please everybody. And I think I went in there. I went in trying to be everybody's friend and Yes, you, you 100% customer service hospitality um, is important, but when you're worrying about keeping everybody happy and not, you know, keeping everybody around Mm -hmm. and you just, you almost kind of, you almost kind of worry yourself and, you know, worry yourself sick a little bit. And so I think I did that a bit at first, just, just, you know trying to make sure everybody was happy because we at the time we had you know two different program types of programming going on in the gym and and you know I was trying to work out with all the classes too to show everybody that I you know I was a part of things and I think I was kind of running myself ragged a little bit and so I would just tell myself to chill out a little bit I guess I don't know that's not like you can't please everybody I guess is is what I'm saying right yeah yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, I I'm I'm right there. I've been doing the whole group fitness thing for a while, and I've kind of become desensitized to whether or not people 
are happy with this or that. And, and that might sound a little heartless, but I, you know, at some point you got to just let, let it go and, and keep moving. You can't let the fact that one or two people aren't happy with something get to you because then you're going to make a whole bunch more people who aren't happy. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're feeling negative or emotional or this or that. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know, just keep moving all the yeah. time, no matter what. I remember, you know, if right. somebody would you know, we do have excellent retention. I talked right. about that, but if somebody would leave for whatever reason, it would be just like a punch to the gut. And I was like, I would just feel the air leave from me and it would take me, it would be like my energy was sucked out of me for like a whole day. That's how hard I would take it, you know? And so just getting like kind of as a business owner, not letting those things affect you and just knowing it's not you, it's just, circumstances it's just the way it's just the way it is and you can't you can't please everybody and you know things happen right. and people have to leave for certain reasons and right. and and sometimes that reason okay. sometimes that reason is uh we're too honest with them we tell them something they don't want to hear or something's too hard for them and you know if they want to go somewhere where things are easier or people sugarcoat things and they they aren't straightforward with them that's fine but that's not yeah. the type of thing that we're going to provide for them they're going to yeah. go find it somewhere else or they just aren't a workout. Person. So one thing that, <laughs> that I would have told myself last August and that I still need to tell myself every day is to be kind to people because I tend to, to be a little, um, crass. You, yeah, yeah you're very straightforward. Yeah. Um, and you have gotten a lot, he's gotten a lot better at that. I right. will say you are, you've softened up a lot. And, and so he would be very straightforward and I would be the, the person who would come in and try to, you know, fix things, a fix bit. things. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Sure. So, so, yeah. I mean, if, if you've got a temper at all and you're working with people all day long, um, you just, I mean, it works well as a trainer. You just got to figure people out need to hear to, that. That's they, right. Bring it down a notch yeah. every once in a while, but, uh, you know, it's a good time. That's it. That's it. Talk about a mic drop, folks. Like, oh man, I love I it. I love I it. I know. I feel like I feel like we're rambling. We're just yeah. We're asking <laughs> no, questions and we're just no, no, no. It's like a therapy session, I man. Know. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's great. Pay a lot of money for this. No, you guys are the best. Seriously. Um, yeah, and and, and look, before we sign out here, um, please. You know, any any social media, website, Facebook, anything, Instagram, um. Shout out yeah, your on, Instagram, your Facebook. See. Yeah, on Instagram, we are at ascend underscore fitness underscore Lodi. And on Facebook, we are ascend fitness 111. And um, yeah, and you can, our website is ascend fitness co. So ascend fitness co.com. So check us out. And if you're in the Lodi area, come visit us, drop in. And we'd love to love to train you. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. Look, we uh, thank you guys so much. We absolutely appreciate your time and, and your contribution to the podcast. And and really look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, and to everyone who tuned in today, appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining and talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will get to you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.